All right, everybody, it is the 18th week, that is right, of Leap into the Week with our honored guest, as always, Mr. Patrick Fingles from Leap itself. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very good. Very good, everybody. Um, listen, if you have joined any contracting platform, any kind of chat room where you talk contracting on Facebook, wherever it might be, you've always got that one person who joins and says what? Hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing it on my own. I just started my company because I sold $3 million last year, and now I'm going to go out and I'm going to show the world how I can do it all myself. Today, I've got the honor of talking to Patrick here about these people who take this jump, this leap, to go from being a project manager, sales rep, they go from being somebody where they're working for someone into being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Patrick, you have owned the contracting companies. You work alongside them. This is something you've got to see and hear about every single day. Am I right? Every day. Every day. Well, and I heard about it on both sides. I have, we call them spinoffs. You know, I mean, I have, in, in my roofing company over 20 years, we have at least five or six spinoffs. And they're still happening. Like they, maybe they left, they went to work from somebody else, but then they spun off from there. So five to six or seven spinoffs, some short-lived, some long-lived, some successful, some less successful, you know? I want to ask you a personal question on that first before we jump into some of the more And I was stuff. a spinoff. Sorry, I was a spinoff too. Okay. <laughs> I, want to, I want to know this from you. How do you feel about that when that happens? I mean, are there times where you felt good about it and bad? Because there might be some owners watching this. They've got, they've got contradictory feelings about it, bro. Yeah, I think, I, listen, man, I don't want to speak for owners, but I think most owners secretly root for them to fail because they want to believe that it's really, really hard. They won't say that. They'll say, I wish you best of luck. Good luck out there, you know, but, you know, you're, you're not, it's not as easy as you think it's going to be. And life was pretty good here for you, you know, and I, I, that's, that's just life, man. It's like, you, you, it's like your teenager moving out and you don't want them to like, like sometimes you want them to, sometimes you don't, but let's presume it's somebody that, you know, just like, Hey man, you want to go out in the world and do it on your own. Life's hard out there. You know? So I, um, you know, I, I think that's the, the, the kind of, uh, the general consensus is like, it's, it's hard. It's safe and warm in here. Um, life is pretty good in here. You think you're going to make a thousand dollars more. You're not, you're going to inherit a ton of headaches and, uh, you know, and, 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 and good luck out there, you know? Well, so let me reverse that question then. What are these people who decide that they're going to go out there and they're going to do it on their own? What, in your opinion, do they underestimate about when, hey, listen, I sold $5 million this year, man. All I'm going to do is go do that for myself next year. I'm going to get my $5 million. All I got to do is production. I can find some guys. I mean, what are they underestimating, in your opinion, when they get out there and decide they're going to do it on their own? So first and foremost, they're probably not. You know, I mean, world was built. I mean, the United States is an entrepreneurial state. You know, my mother told me that the United States of America was, was is riddled with ADD because who else would get on boats and sail across the ocean with nothing in their pockets, you know, to a, to a wild world, you know, people that are restless and want for something better. So, you know, I think, I think Americans probably have that in common. Um, and, you know, we're descendants of that. So, you know, I, I know like, you know, I don't want like my, all my customers calling me like, man, my best sales guy just left me because he listened to your fucking Patrick Carr's pod, you know? Um, but no, I mean, listen, man, it's entrepreneurial world. Get out there, man. You deserve it to yourself to try. Absolutely. I, I would say that to anybody, 
Um, you know, it's hard. I think it depends. You know, uh, we have a saying at LEAF that we support everybody from a neighborhood contractor to a national franchise. And I have a friend uh, that I still talk to today that worked for my company for a long time. Uh, and he recently started a small neighborhood contracting company. And he just called it his name. It's Falbo. So it's called Falbo Remodeling. And, uh, you know, he was going to call it something else. And, you know, I, I the big question, because I talked to him several times before he made the decision, I asked him if he wanted to just be small. Like, was he trying to replace his income or was he trying to go big? And, uh, you know, he knew who he wanted to be. He wanted to be a small contractor. So when he started doing the math, he's like, I want to be a neighborhood contractor. That's why I just called it Falbo Remodeling, because he was going to sell on his name and his to his community. And I said, okay, great. Um, you know, and you know, how much do you want to make a year? And he had a very reasonable goal. Then I was like, so you only need to sell like five or six jobs. If you keep your margin at 30%, you got a good install. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, great. And I was like, so you're not going to pump money into marketing. You're not going to try to grow. You're not going to try to hire a bunch of people. He's like, absolutely not. He's like, I'm going to be a one man show. And a lot of people start that way. And that doesn't mean if that's your idea, um, to be disciplined and stay there if you decide you want to grow. But I've seen that become super successful. Um, and the, because the point is, is, you know, you're obviously if you're a good salesperson, a good project, really good salesperson, I mean, project managers and so forth can do it, but you still got to generate sales, right? You can't install anything if you don't sell anything. Um, so if you have the ability to sell and you're a four or $5 million salesperson, you know, you can probably go out there and you can probably do that. You can hire a subcontractor to work for you. You don't have to have a tremendous amount of relationship skills to do that. It's when you start to scale and you have to hire employees. You know, it's when you have to start to market and maybe, you know, you don't have marketing experience. Not that you can't, but you just need to learn and grow in those areas. And that's where the pitfalls begin to happen. And people either overcome them or they fall out of them, you know. Um, so I just, you know, yeah, I think it depends on your, you know, having a clear plan for size and scale. Okay, so let's go back to your, because uh, I think that I want to kind of follow up on that advice you gave to your friend right there. The first question you asked him is, or one of the first is, well, what do you want to be? You know, where do you want to take this? Do you want to be the neighborhood guy? Where is it going? Is that the first piece of advice, the first question, if somebody came to you and said, hey, and you were just a third party fry on the wall, what, what kind of, what would you want them to consider and think about before they make this move? Would it be the size and the direction of the company? What would be that first thing you would ask them to consider? I mean, the first thing would be the big why. And like, it normally starts with, well, man, I, you know, I mean, listen, man, I make good money, but I did $5 million in sales last year. And, you know, I know that my company has a 50% margin. They made $2.5 million on me and it's all cool, but I made 400,000 of it. You know, so you go out there and you're like, man, I could, I could do half of that. I could do $2 million in sales, which I think I could get canvas in and make a million bucks. Okay, great. So your goal is to just make that money. Do it on your own and not grow and scale anything. Because as soon as you start talking about growing and scaling, well, the company didn't make 50% margin. Strong companies make 10, 15% margin. So where's the rest of the money goes? It goes to higher sales reps and recruiting fees and 401k plans and insurance and uh, OPEX and lights and trucks and, you know, all this other stuff. And by the time it's all done, they're making less than you are as a salesperson on your deal, right? So it's just thinking kind of through that you know, and I think that that's where it's, you know, that's, I tell you, yes, I think the answer is why, if it's just income based and you're a really successful salesperson, then you're probably right. As long as you can generate the lead. So the next question I would ask is where are you going to get your leads from? 
because this company's been feeding you radio leads or call center leads or canvassing leads. And that's tough work, man. You know, do you have the competency and ability to be able to do that? So it's just, again, not in a discouraging way, but it's helping to understand like, hey, what are the pitfalls going to be? What are the learning curves going to be? Like when I started it, I didn't do it for money. I did it because something was calling me. We didn't even take the money. We invested. I would rather hire somebody else and train somebody and be a leader over them than make a dollar. Like that's where my passion went. So I actually wasn't motivated, money motivated to start the business. I was, I wanted to be a leader, <laughs> you know? And so I, we reinvested all those dollars. If it's money motivation, then that's great. Just build yourself a little business plan and figure out who you're going to be and just do it, you know? Um, and see if you're actually going to make more money, you know? I think that for me, man, like when I started this thing two and a half years ago, I mean, you have talked about the individual mistakes I've made within the company and the blue collar where we're, we're switching them and turning that around. I really underestimated the amount of money it would take week in, week out to run things. Um, like I didn't realize the, the office rent, let's put it that way, when you want to get there. And well, this person needs a new, um, a new computer screen because this screen is what they need for editing, or we need a new MacBook Pro, and we need this tripod. And it's just like, it feels sometimes when you start the business that it's just you're writing checks and giving a credit card. And I didn't understand the extent of that. Like you said, it's not, I'm not making, the company's not making 2.5 million. You might think they are, but that's going towards all these other expenses that I think sometimes when you're just jumping into that, you can overlook and underestimate in my opinion. Correct. So I think it comes down to, look, there's two paths here. I know a guy, um, his name's Skip. Dude, I think he's 80 years old. He's one of the first guys I met in home improvements 25, 30 years ago. Uh, I met him through our all side representative uh, and he lives in my community. Skip is always, he's never had more than one other employee. And that would maybe be like one other sales guy. And he's kind of like a community brand and like his community and he lives on, dude, we live in like Howard County, Maryland, which is an expensive county. And this cat's living on a goddamn 200 acres. He bought it from the original Howard County judge, man. I mean, and everybody else is living on a quarter acre, right? This guy's living on 200 acres. And he did it by running a one and a half million dollar home improvement company for the last 20 years because he makes 700000 Now, let me explain something. There's very few people that are lifetime salespeople in this business. Most of them are short. They, they, they'll do it for a long time, but they started a company. They normally come into a company. Somebody teaches them. They explode. They're printing money. Their whole life changes. Like they were a waiter or a bartender or something before. They were making 50, 60, 80, 100 grand. Next thing you know, they're making 350,000, 300,000, sometimes on a 1099. And it's this amazing experience. It was my experience. And I saw it 100 times in our company. Then they get up to $2 million. Then they're going on company trips. The company's giving them plaques and awards. They're taking them home. They're putting them on their credenza and it's loaded, right? They got them everywhere, right? Boom, just awards, 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 right? And so they're loaded. They're everywhere, right? And then they start to complain. They start to get unhappy. They're not fulfilled anymore. Life has changed so much over 12 to 18 months, but now I'm not fulfilled anymore something's calling me. And sometimes that'll start with like the bouncing around. So they'll leave, they'll go someplace else. They'll go someplace else. A lot of times they'll come back. They'll come back to the business. They'll go someplace else. And then normally that culminates itself in them wanting to do their own thing. So it's this kind of lack of fulfillment 
right? It's this lack of like, man, this just doesn't get me going anymore. A lot of, a lot of great salespeople make the mistake of going into management within their company. They want to be a director. A few, that's a great choice for. But for the masses, it's probably not right because they're awesome salespeople. They take lower comps, longer hours, more frustration. But they do it because, again, they're trying, you know, trying to fill that fulfillment inside of us. And, um, you know, so I think that 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 is like, you know, if you're if you're if you have to do that, you have to answer it. But I will tell you this. I have a few guys in my world that are lifetime salespeople. They just they got into the rhythm. They take all the emotion out of it. They just run their leads. It works for them. It works for their families. I got one guy, man, doing it for 15, 20 years. The guy has two vacation houses. He's got a beautiful house. He lives here in Howard County. Like he, it's, it's, it's not, he makes $400,000 a year. Every single year for the last 20 years, he contributes a hundred percent to the 401k, you know, within the company. And he like, so he took that path. That is the odd path because it feels complacent. But when you make that level of income and you're good at what you do and it's pretty, pretty, he doesn't worry about job security. His wife doesn't work. Their kids go to private school. Like, you know, he's just, he's just got a good life because he prints that check every single month. He has good months. He has bad months, but pretty consistent. And he's made a beautiful life out of him. He's like, I'll do this till the day I'm dead or until I retire because we have so many rental properties that I don't need to do it anymore. So this funds my Airbnb habit. And like, you know, that is like a philosophy. So that works too. That's not a bad move. So if something calling you to fulfill yourself, you need to answer, what is that? You know, and that could be starting your own company, but there, you can be, you can make a 20, if you do a 20, 30 year run as a two and a half, $3 million guy, and you're smart with your money, buy some investment properties. And that's a great life too, man. And you don't have these headaches of going out there and your job canceled and, you know, you don't have all these things and, you know, and all these problems and challenges. So I would never want to discourage anybody, but there's, there's plenty of paths to be successful. You know, I think it's such a great point, man. Choose the path that's right for you. And I love what you say right there about they pursue something because they may otherwise be unfulfilled. It's not always about money. Um, like, you know, for you, it was leadership and, and wanting to take on, I think, a greater role of fulfillment, as you just said. Um, I, I Oftentimes, I just think, well, people want to make more money is what they want. But that that can be a completely different way of looking at it um, if somebody's out there. And so, I, you know, that's really what I want to accomplish today, Patrick, is just talk about those people who are, who are making that jump or considering making that jump over to owning their own business. And I think you gave them a lot to think about here because... You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Why did I make the jump myself? And I think it's an important question to ask. Like you said, why? Why are you wanting to make that jump? And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about why did I do it? But I would challenge the viewers and listeners, wherever you're finding this, think about what Patrick just said about why do you want to do that? And then, you know, adjust accordingly when you're truthful and honest with yourself. You know, be, be real with you as you make that choice. All right, everybody? Yeah, I, I did. No, I would just say it's funny. This all started with I said most business owners are like, don't do it. And then I think that creates a stigma on the other side of like, no, I, you're telling me don't do it because you don't want me to have a piece of it. You know what I'm saying? So you get like these two things coming together. It's like grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And like, so you're sitting here as a CEO of Blue Collar Media Group and you're like, man, I don't, this wasn't a no brainer. Like if I sit where I am right now and I'm, you're in an Airbnb right now, you're traveling all over the place, which sounds fun for first, 
but then it gets exhausting. You're away from home. And you're like, man, I'm trying to figure this out. And, uh, you know, and somebody says to you, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own media company. You know, I'm going to fly around the country. You're like, don't do it. And like, he just doesn't want me to be as successful as him. He doesn't want the competition. That is, that's just, that's not the truth, man. I am jealous of the working man. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes, man, just like, you know, get into a company, make a great income for your life and, and don't have the stress of it. But I'm totally supportive of somebody that has that calling. You cannot ignore it, man. This this country was built on entrepreneurship and it's going to continue to be. We need it alive and well. Go get them. You can accomplish anything you put your mind to. However, you know, being consistent, being complacent and fulfilled is, is a beautiful thing. So if you're fulfilled in what you're doing, you have a great life, you're selling, you're making a lot of money, they treat you like gold, and you say, I'm staying here, that is not, you might be more awoken than somebody that has nagging fulfillment inside of them to go and ruin that. If I trying something, potentially failing, succeeding, whatever that may be. So just, just be with it for a little bit, go get it, or stay where you're at and be fulfilled. It's whatever it takes to fulfill you, that's all that matters. Well, if you are going to be successful, then you're going to want to tune in next week for week number 19 of Leap Into the Week. Because to be successful, folks, you're going to have to have good habits, okay? I'm going to dive into a little bit of personal stuff here with Patrick next week about some of his habits that have led to the success of Leap and some of his other companies. So if you're thinking about making that jump, maybe you do. Tune in next week. We'll talk about some of the habits you're going to have to go at a master if you're going to be successful at your new venture. Until next time, everybody, this is Leap Into the Week. We'll see you next Monday. Make it a great week ahead.